I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey listeners, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Lucky for you, I have created a new site that will help you learn how to launch, grow, and monetize your own show. I offer one-on-one mentorship programs and I'm launching an ebook, How to Create a Profitable Podcast, that can help you take your podcast from hobby to profitable business. Visit howtocreateapodcast.com to learn more. Again, that's howtocreateapodcast.com. See you there. Hey everyone, thank you so much for coming back for this extended interview with Sarah where she's going to share with us how you should be able to reach out properly to PR companies to be able to work with hotels and, you know, travel around the world. (laughs) Hey Sarah, how are you? Great Debbie, nice to be here. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to ask you this question because a lot of people ask me about this and how I'm able to do this for a living. But before we get to your tips and tricks, can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? Sure. My name's Sarah and I am, my handle is the Uncommon Mama, M-A-M-A. And I live on St. Croix in the U.S. Virgin Islands. I work remotely and I do content marketing for hotels. Perfect. And you're the person that everyone wants to talk to when they do want to work with hotels. The one of the first things that people always ask me or probably you as well is how did they start this? How did they get noticed when they want to start reaching out to hotel companies and PR managers like you? I think the most important thing is to show value, put yourself in the hotel's shoes and show how that value is going to help them. Sometimes people reach out and it's all about them, which is great. We want it to be all about the influencer. But who is your audience? Does your audience align with that hotel? Is Do you have enough reach to make sense for that hotel? Does the hotel have enough rooms and occupancy to handle you? Are you reaching out on a holiday weekend or a off Tuesday, you know, so with your request to a hotel, I think the importance of making sure it's all out there coming through with your demographics and your statistics and how what you're doing is going to make a difference for that hotel. Influencer marketing is really hard to quantitatively explain to an owner why it's important. So I, as as a hotel marketer, want to make sure that if we're picking an influencer that's the right choice, that that influencer's demographic is going to be the one that's going to book rooms at this hotel. We don't want to just put you up for a stay just because you're looking for a room. We want it to actually be a collaborative experience where we're going to get something in the end. The hotel is going to get something in the end from it. Now, I'm sure you've gotten people pitching to you or the hotels that you've worked with. What are some of the no-nos for people who are listening to this that they shouldn't do when they are pitching? Don't use the word free room. (laughs) 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 When people are like, hey, I I actually love I'm traveling through the area, but make sure it's far enough in advance that it can go through all the proper channels to get those approvals. Because if you're reaching out to a hotel, chances are the person answering the social media or the emails isn't the person making the decision. But that person can be your ally in pitching the appropriate people. So, you know, the, hey, um, if you give me this, 
then it'd be great. Like, no, if you give me this, then, then what are we going to get in exchange yeah. for that? That's the, the, the exchange and making sure that there's some sort of agreement there. Tell what you're, what you're able to offer and what you're looking for in exchange. Really be upfront with that agreement. I also find when I do, because I do pitch to hotels as well here and there, mm-hmm. is that I, I think it's also great when they say I have this much following or yada, yada, yada. But and then they're just pitching, for example, their Instagram. I also find that it's also helpful to also offer like if you have a blog or podcast, because then not, not only are they getting something for your you know your Instagram but it's also a variety of things that you can offer as well because like you said you know nothing is free right right so and sometimes an Instagram post is not enough for you to stay at a hotel for like a few nights correct (laughs) well that and also a a blog is a bit more permanent too so the hotel can use and then you'll get a link back on that hotel's feed as well so it's it helps the influencer as well if there's a blog we love I like having a blog and in an Instagram and one other platform is strong yeah. those are like if you've got three platforms that's great it's also content you I mean our feeds get a little stale on a hotel if we constantly take pictures of rooms and lobbies and rooms and lobbies and yeah. restaurants so to have somebody else come in and say hey I'll give you a number of photos that you can post on your feed as long as you tag me yeah. then then the influencer gets that constant recognition and link back and the hotel is a bit more content to play with as well yeah so that helps but also to play fair it's also the amount of work you're doing versus the amount of things you're getting back from it. So as a PR person, obviously, you want to make sure that they're doing enough. But also as an influencer, you don't want to do too much. Correct. That you know this, Sarah, because you also create content for yourself that you don't want to feel like you are doing so much that it was too much. Right, right. I also sometimes ask like, how did a relationship with another hotel work for you? Did you see any successes from that? You know, for me, I also would like to know, did people reach out afterwards and say, hey, I'd love to go there. Can you tell me more? We had one influencer in from another country and we got to see our Google Analytics spiked wow. after he visited from that country. And I was like, wow, that's a great indicator that bringing him in was a benefit to us because now, you know, traffic from where he's from spiked. So yeah. if I can create some sort of conversion from what you're doing, then I'm definitely much more apt to 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 help pitch you to the owners. Now, this is probably the question I get asked the most because there's one thing about pitching and saying for free, mm-hmm. and it's another to get paid to do it. Correct. And that's kind of like the what everyone wants to get, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how do you think, what is the difference between a content creator who gets things for free and a content creator who can actually get paid to mm. stay at a hotel or go to the location? And that has changed so much in the last couple of years. When we started bringing in influencers, it was, hey, I'm going to be in the area. If you put me up, I'll do this. Great. And then it's turned into, well, I run this travel blog and I get this many, you know, million I get this much traffic, and if I were to stay there, I'll do this. The it, it's all it has to be a relationship that makes sense, and it's got to be a win-win for both parties. We've done non-paid influencer visits and paid influencer visits, but it really 
it, it depends on the property. It depends on when they want to visit. You know, it's really, how, however you look at your pitch, it's got to be win-win for both. And there, and there's got to be a, you're right, for the influencer, there's a lot of work that goes into yeah. something like this. If you're doing a podcast or a blog about it, like how much editing and how much writing and that needs to be considered as well. Have you done this a lot before? Or do you, How big is your audience? You know, is this something that you're just you know, a hobby bloggist that, you know, a couple hundred people are going to see it? Or are you someone that people go to to decide where they're going to go for their next vacation? Yeah. And just, you know, listening to what Sarah is saying, it makes total sense because it's just not you trying to get free stays. And I hate that the last few years, a lot of content creators, specifically bloggers, have been getting really bad raps and also Instagrammers, because there are people that are just out there to get free stays, to get free stays. And then when you do have people who really care about what they do, it's a lot harder for you to Mm -hmm. actually get paid for a lot of work that you're doing because there's so many people that are just getting free stays just to do it and not even to really do real work for it. So make sure you're on the right path with that. Right. Yes, that's that. That's. That's very true. <laughs> well, because we brought in influencers that yeah. we've been wowed by what they've done, and we brought in other ones that were like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I guess that was, you know, in the traditional world of PR as well. If you brought in a journalist, sometimes you you got something really fabulous, and sometimes mm-hmm. y- you didn't. So, and that's why I think referrals are really important as yeah. well, is knowing who those those key players are. And I, and I do think you sort of get what you pay for as yeah. well. Um, I look at sort of content and influence, because I've got a couple properties that don't quite attract those high-level influencers. So my standards are a little different for that. But for me, if I could bring someone in there, then maybe I, because of what they deliver, I might consider them for one of my other properties. Yeah. And also, if they create good content, you could recycle that and put that in your social media or blog or wherever else you want to put it, Mm -hmm. which is really great. And this is another thing that I also find to be true is that even if you don't have a ton of audience, but your content is really good and you have a dedicated audience, it's so much more valuable because there's a ton of people out there that have hundreds of thousands of followers. But if it's not the right fit for that company or for that hotel, it's still not going to work. Yeah, we've we've had that. We've come up against that as well as where, you know, you tell me what your audience is. And I'm like, oh, that that's not really the demographic yeah. of this hotel. And I might say, hey, let's try this hotel. But it's, you know, it, it's it's got to be a good fit. It's got to be a good it, it's got to be win win for everybody, for both parties. So now you and your partner have this incredible company together. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and what you guys are doing? Sure. Um, my, my business partner is Jane Watkins, and she runs Watkins PR. She and I, she comes from a traditional PR background, and I come from more of a nonprofit event background. So with the world of changing PR, I think my teaming up with her was perfect because I kind of do the social media, and she does the 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 public relations side of it. And we've worked together for, well, we've known each other for 10 years and we've worked on projects together since the beginning. But um, we sort of focused on hotels about five years ago. We just have a great 
working relationship together. We travel to our clients together. We cover each other, which is great um, because if we worked individually, can't vacation. You can't, <laughs> can't take a little unplug time. So yeah. we have that for each other as well. But it really sort of, we hit sort of that, the, the mainstream public relations, but also the sort of new social media side as well. So if our listeners want to know more about you and Jane, where can they find you? I think you should go through watkinspr.com. You can find her on Instagram and you can find me on Instagram at uncommonmama.com. We're both on LinkedIn. We both have websites. (laughs) Uh, I think that's about it. Yeah. You guys would be really great to talk to, whether you're someone who's seasoned or someone who's new to really figure out this type of industry. Thank you so much, Sarah, for sharing all of these tips and tricks with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Debbie. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Sarah. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where she shares how she was able to balance work, adventure, and family life while living in St. Croix. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at the OB Live. I'll talk to you soon.